Yo. We got to talk about this killer tour, man. You guys and Power Flow. It feels like old friends getting together. Going to be at the Slide Bar on Friday, March 30th in downtown Fullerton. And have you played that venue before? Yeah, I mean, maybe about six years ago or something like that. It was great back then. They had like a free night or something. I don't know. I mean, years ago uh, it was there, but I haven't been there in a while. Always got good grub there and a good atmosphere. That One of the guys from Lit owns that bar, Jeremy, the guitar player from the band Lit. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, it's a cool little space and uh imagine this is kind of just calling up some old friends like billy and christian and power flow and saying hey you guys want to do some shows or what uh i'm trying to think how it really started i mean i guess it was through our booking agent i mean uh you know i know billy since back in you know in brooklyn and you know christian uh, when he was with fair factory so uh it made sense definitely so uh, yeah we just said we'll do a you know we really haven't toured off the of zero days that much so we figured we'd hit do like you know it's a west coast tour like 10 shows something with those guys yeah there's also cutthroat which is some of the guys from downset and this band sifting that are really good so it's like four really good bands yeah a whole night of fun i was trying to think of like a cool name for it with like you guys in power flow like rhyming and killing or something but it's a cool little package that would have been a good idea yeah <laughs> let's talk about the yeah. album uh zero days a little bit and i, I love man it, it's been such an outpour of music from you you know really since uh carved in stone you've just been consistently cranking it it out and do you find the fountain of youth or an energy drink or just technology <laughs> making life easier or where's all this music coming from well i did a long stint with ministry and I, I was writing a whole bunch of stuff with al and then um i figured that why just keep supplementing ministry music with my riffs so i just thought i'm gonna start doing pong again so i it wasn't really like i was inactive and then you know i, was, I still played with glenn with danzig so you know i just wanted to do pong again i, I don't know i mean it's just it was something that it needed to be done. So, you know, I always have tons of riffs. Like, you know, now with, with digital technology, you know, all I do is I go on, you know, my computer, open it up, the riffs down to a click track. So I just have this, you know, huge amount of riffs. And, uh, you know, it's not like it's that difficult, really. So, uh, you know, the hard part is just putting lyrics and making songs out of all that. And, you know, with the help of our producer, Chris Collier and uh, Steve Evitz, like we were able to, you know, churn out records pretty fast. So, uh, you know, uh, with the modern age, it really finally caught up where you don't have to go into a regular studio to cut your ideas down, and uh, it makes it easier for me, you know. So uh, I was able to put out six records in five years, <laughs> whatever it's been. So I'm on a new one. I'm working on new stuff now, too. So I'll just have more stuff in my folder, and, uh, you know, when we get in and start jamming stuff out, uh, people could start telling me how horrible all my ideas are as usual so we'll figure it out from there I meant to get you earlier on, on a couple of the tracks off of Zero Days. Introduce it, what the lyrics are about, what kind of what inspired, you know, you to write the song and everything and hit you with a couple of tracks here. Sure. Let's do the album opener, however it may end. That's sort of like a staying in the moment song. I mean, lyrically, it's like if I get too crazy into the future and uh, I saw, you know, it, it, having that anxiety, like I'm not going to get anything done, you know, but that's almost impossible to do at the same point. Like everything you do is sort of with the, with a, a motive in the future and a destination, but you know uh, you gotta you gotta be careful because uh, you, know, you never know where you're gonna end up, and uh, you know you gotta leave things up to fate sometimes. So it just poses that question of that. I mean, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people's lives are like that. It's like, what? Why am I doing this? What? what what's the point? You know? And uh, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I'm I'm gonna let the let it fall as it may, you know, I'm just going to try my best and, and, uh, you know, not, not worry about it too much. So that's what that song's about. And, you know, uh, that's actually one of the first, like that. And it's, it's ironic because that and the song zero days, which is on, 
I mean, we didn't really design it this way, but those are the two first songs like I wrote for the new, for this record, and they wound up being number one and two. So, uh, you know, they're, they're two like really hard hitting tracks, and you know, Zero Days is almost it's it's sort of like about like you know like revelations in the Bible, and and uh, it's almost like you know there seems to be almost like a conspiracy, maybe like uh, taking the attitude like maybe it's just to start over again and. And, you know, wipe the slate clean. It's actually one of the lyrics on it where, you know, it's maybe a good idea uh, in your personal life or in world ethics is like, you know, we need to like start over again because of a mentality that's just getting worn out or it's time for a fresh start, you know. Love it. And that was the next tune I was going to ask you about. So it was great that you kind of rolled right into that one. Let me get you on one more uh, divide and conquer. Well, Chris Collier came up with the initial idea of that, I mean, he, I know, you know, we do some writing together and, uh, you know, he, he's been producing the records with me and um, he was like listening to like Rude Awakening and, and, uh, and he's like, I think I got an idea, like sort of like a retro prong song. And I was like, at first I was like, you know, I was like questioning. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I was a little confused about it. And then, uh, you know, when I got in and actually started doing, working on the lyric and, you know, the vocal approach is when like, I was hooked with it. I was like, you know what? This one's really good. You know, we took the whole idea of divide and conquer and like the, the political side of it. And I made it again, like sort of the other lyrics I responded to was like that. Uh, yeah, I made it personal. Like, you know, you know, I don't know. I really know what's positive or negative. You know, I'm trying to stay in the middle. You know, it's like you know, everyone seems to be re- for either the left or the right or these extremes. I'm looking at both sides, you know, like, I mean, as far as you know, even like social media and, and news, it's like everything's so one-sided and you know, like, you know, I'm going to try to stay in the middle, you know, like I, I'm, you know, everyone has to do with these political conversations. Like you see on Facebook, everyone's like taking this side or the other side. Right. I'm, I'm devoid of all that. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go in with, with you know a clear head and like you know that point you're maybe right this one is over that is like it's sort of like an, an attitude of a mediator or just trying to stay you know uh balanced through the whole thing so uh that's where that wound up to be as far as the lyric goes now that's a great point everyone is oh i love this or oh i hate this like you could just be like lukewarm on something or think it's okay it doesn't doesn't have to be one or the other ultimately i mean i don't want to get into woo woo like buddhist stuff or anything but it's like you know, sometimes you got to stay in the in-between. Like, when you get really, like, too ecstatically happy or you get too depressed or whatever, I mean, those things are, like, unhealthy. It's sort of like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, like, stay in-between and, you know, have some balance, you know. Uh, when things are going too well, I get so, I get I get scared because then I know, like, there's going to be, it's, it's going to be, a, 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 something's going to come around and I'm going to be down really far, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? So that's why, you know, I put, put that, that mentality into like a, a political type of uh, you know lyric as well. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's true. Like the pendulum, pendulum is always going to you know swing the other right. way. There's a lyric video for that. If anyone wants to check it out, it's up online. And then uh, you know like uh, everyone who checked out the new records, Spotify. You know, Dividing Congress, we get a lot of plays. I mean, it was like it's like top five on Spotify. So that one's uh, been doing well. And we got a, a, a video for Forced into Tolerance that's going to come out in like a week. That's Ooh. another song off the record. So yeah, that video is getting done. It's almost finished, so 
look for that. I really love uh, Art being in the band, and man, he's he's worth the price of admission alone. Absolutely, no, Art is fantastic, and you know he got Jason Christopher back, so you know he's been with the band now for like six years, and you know he was playing with Al, and now he he's, he's out of ministry, so he's able to do these, uh, you know, this back with Tom again. So uh, I got really two strong guys with me, and uh, you know those guys just put on a fantastic show. They're all over the stage, you know, behind the drum kit, so it's it's pretty exciting. It's funny you mentioned ministry, and of course I was going to bring that up. You spent some time in that band touring and and making uh, music with them, and it's funny to sit there and think, man, last sucker, man, that was 2007 when that came out, and I remember that was. Is it that long ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was supposed to be yeah, Al was- Swan song at that point, you know, him exactly. him going away forever and, you know, riding off into the sunset. And here he is 10 plus years later and still putting out music and still touring. And it's kind of funny to think about it. You know, that reminds me because, I mean, he kept saying, oh, I'm retiring and I'm not doing anything. And then uh, so I was like, well, you know, screw this. I'm going to just, you know, go back into prong. So uh, we've been putting these records out and in an answer to all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's not long ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked on Glass Sucker. I did, you know, uh, Real Grand Blood and Relapse and a uh, couple of live records, etc. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that's, I can't believe it's that long ago. I mean, time flies. I don't know how old you are, but it's like, as I get older, it's like, God, I mean, it just you know, flies goes by. by so fast. <laughs> it's funny, man. Yeah, yeah, 2007. I remember that tour at the House of Blues of uh, L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yep. and uh, they had the big cage up front, and then uh, Fear Factory came out and sang a bunch of tunes, and he was on the album. Why am I blanking on his name? Yeah, Burt Bell. Burt, yeah. yeah, Bell. That was a yeah, great was show. Yeah, because Vi was there. Steve Vi was at that show, and, uh, like, I was throwing my guitar against, like, you know, the fence, and, like, <laughs> you know, just, like, you know, ripping it into that, and then he, like, loved that. He goes, dude, that is, like, the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, but I got yelled at by, you know, by uh, Al's ex-wife, Angie. was like, don't touch our art. That's, you don't pay for that fence. That's not a prop <laughs> for you to use on your guitar. And I was like, well, see, I liked it. So, you know, <laughs> F off, you know. <laughs> and I think I think Glenn was at that show, too, up in the crowd, up in the in the VIP. Probably, yeah. I mean, Glenn was, he, anytime I play, he usually shows up. It's like, you know, we're like really close friends. So it's like, he always shows up. Let's talk a little bit about about Glenn and yeah, it's been some years in Danzig and and is the rumor true going to do a thirtieth anniversary of the the Danzig One album in its entirety? Uh, I'm not at liberty to say, but uh, you know, I mean, Glenn is very he's unpredictable. Like you know, like one minute he'll say something and then you know uh, afterwards he'll go, you know what, screw it, or like it, like a week before we're ready to go on tour, he'll go, we're playing the whole album. So I don't know, I just got to prepare myself. What is your favorite track off the first album? I mean, like the you know. You know, Twist the Cane is so fan- is what is everyone's real favorite. You know, I mean that's like the classic one. You know, especially you getting to play those first notes, just that first guitar bend, and, yeah. and people lose their minds on exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I like it. And then I, I really, when I do it live, I just like I do it really exaggerated, and everyone knows it. You know, yeah. it's like you know, bam, like, like, and you keep going with it, and they know exactly what it is. Those things are really cool when you're doing them live, and everyone goes crazy, and it's fun. Not that Glenn isn't still putting out killer new music and put out a new album last year with Black Lady and Crown and do you have a favorite from that album? Talk about that experience and writing that album. 
Well, I mean, Glenn does all the writing, and like, I, I, like he'll show me stuff, and I go in there, and like again, like he, I always prepare him a little bit to like Ed Wood or something. Like you go in there, and he's just like whatever. Like he, he the element of surprise is the record, and you know, a lot of people are complaining about the production on it, as we know, and like the way it sounded. But he just he does that. It's like I don't know, just stir things up or whatever, you know. Like so, you know, I would have liked it, you know, like an old like Rick Rubin production on it, and would it sound like you know like like solid like those records? But you know, he does what he wants to do, and you know, I haven't listened to the record in a while. I thought the material was really strong. It's just so, you know, like, and, and then, you know, he likes to do things real quickly and that doesn't want to decipher the guitarist. Like, when I go into a prong record, like, all the solos are designed and everything <laughs> is, is so strategic about doing the record. And then when you go in with Glenn, it's the total opposite. Like, you don't even know what you're doing. You cut a track real fast and, you know, he just flies with it. You know, he still works like he did, like, I guess, with the Misfits, you know, where he likes to keep it real raw and punk rock and, you know, and, and uh, be inspired. He doesn't like to overwork stuff too much. Kind of just capturing that moment in time. Yeah, you know, I, I never know what I'm getting into when I when I go in the studio with Glenn. But I mean, he he shows me the stuff on the guitar, and then like I interpret a little bit, and then you know just layer stuff and put solos on it, and I'm out of there, you know. How, how good of a guitar player is Glenn? Oh my God! I mean, you know, I mean, Glenn, you know, Glenn can play. You know, he's not, you know, that's why he hires me. It's just a lot of things <laughs> that he has ideas for. He can't really do. You know, not anything. Not that anything is really that challenging, really. You know, it's, but like we come from an old punk rock, like almost a pre-punk rock school. Like, like we're we have a lot in common. Like some of the bands that we used to like, like between Sweet and Gary Glitter and T Rex and that stuff, and then you know, old Deep Purple and you know, like stuff that's like the late. 60s music like so uh you know then like you know jeff beck group and uh yardbirds not interested in like modern metal at all and like the technical stuff so you know like mick ronson's one of one of my favorite guitar players and he loves mick ronson so you know like i bring that i try to bring that into it but i mean no one could really beat john christ and danzig i mean like you know to me that's like the real deal so you know i'm always like sort of trying to like emulate john a little bit you know and and try to you know he's a real tough guitar player to to copy and you know i try to bring john as much as i can into anything i do you know with glenn no i think you you nail you nail the parts and i think uh you know it, it seemed like after the original lineup he kind of floated around with a bunch of different people and it's been great you've kind of settled into that role and 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 doing it justice man as a long time danzig fan love your guitar playing Oh, thanks. I mean, I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I try to mix it up, you know, but I, you know, I try to do keep the, the legacy going of it, you know, in some way, you know, and you know, I, when you go, there's a couple of dancing sites out there, and he, people are going, oh, Tommy, he's always doing the false harmonics and squealing. I mean, Glenn loves that, and like he always like, you know, more squeals, more squeals, more false <laughs> harmonics. Like I'm like, all right, dude, like that's what you want. Like I'll do it, you know. I just do. He loves that stuff, so I think that's when he pulled that out of John a lot. Like you know, when you know, I don't know, like you know, the early dancing records. Now I exaggerate it to heck out of it and I keep doing it more than anybody but uh, you know that's sort of like Glenn really loves that he thinks it's like Tannic or something <laughs> <laughs> I played drums as a little bit as a kid in high school I don't know anything about guitar other than just being a fan but it always seems like those one guitar bands are the ones that tend to do those is it called a pitch harmonic when you do that exactly yeah pinch harmonic yeah I guess it goes back I mean it, it, I don't even know who really started I think it's like Billy Gibbons was like one of the first guys that really was famous for it you know so uh, I mean it's something new under the sun anyhow and uh you know i just I think it's, it's effective and how you know a lot of you know deathcore bands and you know the new bands they do it like 
it masterfully. So, uh, <laughs> you know, now I feel almost like a hack doing it, but it's like, uh, it's part of metal. For sure. And and something that that's a staple of metal, something I love, man. I appreciate all the time. Let me just hit you with a couple more. And, and you were kind of joking about Al and the last sucker and that being 10 years ago. And the big news for this year, 2018, is Slayer calling it a career and wanted to get your thoughts on that. And do you think they're actually going to do it or are they going to be like Al and come back a couple years later? I mean, I don't know. I really know those guys that well. I mean, uh, so I really couldn't tell their personalities. And I would tend to believe that, you know, playing those Slayer songs is, is so much energy that has to go behind it. And, like, it's so brutal. And, uh, like, I, I'm sure they're exhausted. They have to be, you know? Like, and, you know, the amount of touring they've done and, you know, the headbanging. And, I mean, it takes its toll, you know? So... I mean, I would lean towards that. Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to end it at a certain point, you know? Like, I mean, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's other bands that, you know, you almost wish that they would call it quits. So people <laughs> may say that about, you know, prom. But, you know, but I don't know about Slayer. I really don't know. They had their great, fantastic records, and, you know, maybe it is time. I don't know. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time, and best of luck on the tour, and uh, hopefully I'll run into you at the uh, slide bar out there. Yeah, please come by, man. Yeah, I hope to see you there. I'll meet in person. Yeah, for Thank sure. Thank you for your support. Always, man. Hey, Have buddy. a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks, bud. Bye.